0: Hey, good morning Restoration Church. It is Monday morning. It is snowy outside. The first snow of the year for us here in Wichita. Uh, Listening to one of my favorite songs right now, man. I love that song. It's a great, great song. Hope you're having a great Monday. Like I said, uh, the first snow of the year is always an interesting day for us here in Wichita. It's like we don't know how to drive. Like we just, and, you know, most days we kind of prove that. But on snow days, we really, really prove that. And <laughs> everything just gets crazy and gets backed up. So I know some schools are out today. Um, some people might be working from home today. A lot of you are at work today. Um, I'm at work today got my cup of coffee. Um, It's funny, (laughs) I never used to drink coffee until we started Restoration Church, and then I started drinking coffee about eight years ago. So you can say the church um, drove me to drink, so it's all your fault. But um, hope you're having a great start to your day. Um, We wanted to start something where we can have more of a conversation there is so much um, that we are going through on Sunday mornings. Um, so many new people are coming, which we praise God for, questions, all kinds of things like that, and uh, we want to create an avenue, uh, a medium, to where we could talk to you guys and answer some of your questions. So if you have questions about anything, about anything we talked about on Sunday, um, about anything about the church, theology, um, the Bible, God, not that we know all the answers, but um, email them to us, and we would love to have conversations about these kinds of things. Uh, yesterday, I know there was many questions about um, heaven. We, uh, I couldn't give an exhaustive uh, study on heaven. We, we covered a lot, and um, hopefully you enjoyed it. We heard a lot of um, good good feedback about our, our study on heaven. Um, but there's still a lot that we want to cover, need to cover as we walk through um, the, our ideas and our beliefs about heaven. And where do we get these beliefs? Are we getting it from um, someone's first-hand account and they write a book? Or are we getting it from the book, the Word of God? So one of the things that I see all the time over and over again on social media is this statement when someone dies that, um, and again, they they mean well, they mean well with the statement, but the statement is this, heaven gained another angel. Now, maybe, maybe they're talking about how that person was like angelic to them um, they were like an angel to them, the way they uh, interacted with them, the impact that made on their life. And that that's fine. Okay, that's fine. But a lot of times it just becomes this statement as if we actually think they become an angel. Now, when somebody makes that statement on social media, that is not the time to get into a theological conversation here. Let me tell you why that statement is wrong. No, they're hurting and they're broken and they're expressing their hurt and their pain. Um, and so in, in that moment, we let it go. But at the same Time, um, we as followers of God have to understand there is a difference. So here is the simple truth humans, you and I, are humans, and angels are angels. (laughs) I know that's deep, huh? Humans are humans, and angels are angels, and we remain that way for all of eternity. See, actually, angels are pretty intrigued by us. Because we are God's image bearers. He put his image inside of us. We are different than anything else in all of creation. I love what First 1 Peter 1.12 says. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you. In the things that they have now been announced, that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. See, it's actually better to be a human than it is to be an angel. But Scott, they get to fly and stuff. And every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Well, that's not in scripture either. They can fly and stuff, yeah. But I don't know about the wings, all those kind of (laughs) things. About them getting wings because then a bell rings. Um, That kind of rhymes. Oh, that's kind of nice. So (laughs) here's it's Monday. I'm tired, okay? My voice is tired. It's cold outside. Got to bear with me. It's Monday morning. Um, But it's better. It's better to be a human than it is to be an angel. And here's why because when lucifer who was an angel rejected god said god, god I I'm pretty awesome I want to be worshiped I want people to say how awesome I am and so I want people to worship me I'm the same as you and once when lucifer rejected God, rebelled against God. His He was prideful, thinking that he was on the same plane as God. And then he he took one-third of the angels with him, who they, oh, yeah, Lucifer, you are pretty awesome. We want to be on your team. So one-third of the angels went with Lucifer. In that moment of God kicking them out of heaven, there has never been and there will never be any hope of redemption for them that rejection of God, that sin was final. It was once and for all. It was forever. Most biblical scholars believe that their scriptural accounts in Ezekiel 28, 12 through 18, Isaiah 14, 12 through 14, Revelation 12, 4, all describe that. They don't get forgiveness. They don't get grace. No one, no one's dying for them. Jesus isn't dying for them. That's why I believe First Peter's passage is, it's discussing when he says, these things which angels long to look, they are astonished. They are blown away by God's unconditional love for you. For God so loved angels? No, no, no. For God so loved the world. For God so loved humans that he gave his one and only son. He sent Jesus to die for our sins and our rebellion and our rejection. So Jesus came as a human He never stopped being God. He never stopped being God, 100% man, 100% God. But he came as a human to die as a human for humans. What great love has God have for us human beings? But God shows his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5, 8. So Jesus died for people, not for angels. Through his resurrection, Jesus conquered sin and death for people, not angels. Through faith in Jesus, the Son of God, we get to experience grace, hope, and complete forgiveness of our rebellion against him Angels will never get to experience this. So here is our ultimate hope. When a loved one dies and they know Jesus Christ as their Lord and savior, God has not gained another angel. Rather God has called a son or a daughter back home. That's awesome. That is awesome. And I, again, I, there's no malice behind our statement that God gave another angel. It's, it's, a, it's a great statement. It sounds good, but it's wrong. And we need to know that we are different. We need to know how valuable we are to God, that God made us different. So angels and humans are different, and we're always going to stay that way. Next question I got yesterday Um, At the end of second service, somebody grabbed me. Great, great question. I answered them very quickly. Um, It's hard sometimes on Sunday to be able to answer all the questions because there's people waiting to talk and interact. And I want to talk to visitors and new people. And again, we praise God for the new people that are coming. Um, So it's hard to kind of get everything and give people um, good, drawn-out answers. But here was the question, a great question. I've heard it over and over again, so I thought I would address it this morning. Um, Will we be tempted to sin again in heaven? So if, if heaven is the temporary home and the new earth is the eternal home, when God made the Garden of Eden, this perfect place, Satan comes and tempts and Adam and Eve reject God and sin enters the world, will that be possible again? The quick answer to that is no. Once you're covered by the blood of Jesus— that is final. I love what Jesus said at the Last Supper. This cup is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood in Luke 22, 20. See, I, I, we have to understand covenant. You have to understand that relationship that we now have with God. We are now beneficiaries of this covenant that was made in the blood of Jesus. Jesus is blood that was shed. We have been blood bought. He purchased us. So our, our, our redemption, our debt has been paid. And that atoning work of Christ on the cross, it, it was once and for all. And God now commits himself to this relationship. He commits himself to this covenant. And he spells it out in Jeremiah 31 and Ezekiel 11, Ezekiel 36, and Jeremiah 32. And so I do not believe that there will even be a temptation to sin once we are in heaven. And let me show you. Let these scriptures to you. Jeremiah 31, 31 and following I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, which Jesus now is applying to his new Israel. That's us. We are part of the new Israel, the people of God who are in Christ. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. For I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no what a great statement He will remember our sin no more. Ezekiel 11 verses 19 through 20 I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh that they may walk in my statutes and keep my rules and obey them. Jeremiah 3240. I will make with them an everlasting covenant that I will not turn away from doing good to them. And I will put the fear of me in their hearts that they may not turn from me. Now, we don't like that statement, fear. He'll put the fear of him on our hearts. So, But here's the bottom line of this new covenant. I will not turn away from doing good to them. I will put fear in their hearts. In other words, it doesn't depend on us anymore. So I put my faith and I have my hope in Jesus Christ. His grace is now on me. I am forgiven. I die. I am with him in heaven. There is no going back. There is no turning away he won't let us. The glory of the new covenant is that God will never find himself in the position where his redeemed people turn against him because the very heart of the new covenant is that he won't let it happen. I will put the fear of me in their hearts. They will not turn from We will see the goodness of God, the grace of God. We will have experienced that. And God will so knit us to him that there is no turning away. There is no turning back. We are redeemed. We are saved. And we will spend eternity with him. Not floating on clouds and singing with harps like we talked about yesterday. But actually doing some pretty amazing things for all of eternity. If you have any more questions, please again send those to me, scott, S-C-O-T-T, at the letter rchurch.life, scott at rchurch.life. I'd um, love to be able to answer as many as we can here in this medium, in this avenue. Um, we we'll are doing one a week, maybe a couple of these a week. Um, and then we have some big topics coming up, rapture next Sunday, um, which will cover everything, so we've got to cover hell a lot of things to cover. So again, if you have questions, email them to me. But we have a great, great Monday. Stay safe out there. Enjoy some snow, kiddos. Go out there, make a snowman. I'm not going to sing it, (laughs) but have a great Monday. We'll talk to you guys again soon.